This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. The Property Show on BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning. You're tuned in to The Property Show, our weekly take on all things property related. And I'm Philip C. It's the last Friday of the month. And as usual, our guest is Kairul Anwar Shahruddin for The Property Legal Clinic. And today's legal clinic is about pets in properties. Welcome to the show, Kairul. How are you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me again, Philip. Yeah, so this question about pets and properties is, I would say, a contentious issue, hugely debated. And uh, let's get straight to the questions. Can I just ask you first up front, are there any specific laws that explicitly states whether pets are or not allowed in strata properties? Actually, it's not a law about, or about pets on strata property. It's about strata properties, whether they can enact their own law. So I think that is more relevant to the question in issue mm. because uh, strata property is actually after there are the strata title act uh, about how you go about to enact your own little fiefdom or kingdom, which whatever the name of your condo is, say X condo, or and then the so uh, the the strata title act is about issuing title for each unit in the strata property. It can be landed, it can be high rise. Okay, you must remember that now there's after 2007, we acknowledge the existence of strat landed strata. Okay, so that is one thing. And then uh, after 2007, uh, on, in 2007 also, we have this thing, they, they have an old name, okay, I, but it's a very long-winded name, which is now is the Strata Management Act, okay, we know it as Strata Management Act now. So uh, that Strata Management Act is about the laws that can be enacted within that little strata kingdom, say X, uh, again, uh, X condo or something. I see, so what you're saying is that Actually, they don't say whether you can or cannot have pets. It's they give they give the framework, they give the rules and regulations in how a proper a GMB sets essentially the rules whether to allow or not allow pets. Is that correct? Yes, but in the uh, rules and regulation, which is in the Schedule H, there is about pets, about pets not being allowed in strata properties. Okay, it's, a, it's like a sample of the rules that you can enact, but it can be changed after you already enact it, say, uh, in the next annual general meeting of that particular strata property. But in all, most, uh, I, I would say most, I don't find there is uh, any exception to it. Strata usually doesn't allow pets especially high-rise high doesn't allow pets to be kept in a unit, okay? Especially high-rise. So let's, let's run the scenario. If I live in a high-rise and I want to make an appeal because I have a pool of residents who are interested to have pets in a high-rise, what is the process and procedure then? Is a normal AGM uh, of JMB or uh, management corporation process where the majority have to to agree to that particular person a motion to pass that residents are allowed to to keep pets in their condominium or apartment uh, because I think you need to in landed uh, because I did ask this question to a local council if they would get involved about when residents kept pets uh, especially 
with pets which are not allowed in a unit. So local council would not get involved in that matter when it comes to strata property. They they do breach in into a strata management issue if it involves something which change the facade uh, of the condominium which is uh, not allowed in certain areas especially Putrajaya because that that's under our schedule H but if it's just involved about pets they would let the resident decide among themselves through the means of EGM through the means uh, which will govern what management corporation or joint management body does. So is there a distinction between the councils? Do you see councils taking a different approach or is this quite consistently adopted that what you're saying here is that the local councils are only very much focused on the facade and then internal uh, machinations or what happens within the strata properties that's really within the the remit of the residents and the GMB, right? Okay, this one I went a bit further Mm. uh, than the local council. Actually, uh, as uh, some people in the Kementerian Perumahan and Kerajaan our Ministry of Housing, uh, and also the state because local council falls under state's authority. States, I mean uh, a particular state. Also, in Selangor, every local council is governed by the state authority under a uniform, I would say, law. So, every, like Majlis Pembandaran Ampang Jaya, for example, Majlis Bandaraya Petaling Jaya, Majlis Bandaraya Shah Alam, they have the same rule. But enforcement is by them themselves. I mean, because there are so many things to govern. So, it's up to them where they want to concentrate. I think like when the flood happened in Selangor, a lot of people concentrate more on inert waste than any other mm. issue, okay? Because inert waste are not really organic waste. They they have their own landfill. So during, uh, after the flood, trying to clear clean up up until today, there are, there are still areas where are being cleaned up. The local council concentrate on that. So the so enforcement, I wouldn't say they are being lacking, but because of they are concentrating on cleaning up uh, after the flood. So in terms of enforcement of uh, say parking parking areas or even pets uh, roaming around it become a bit lax so they can concentrate on the flooding issue mm. uh, so uh, th- th- this is just an example I'm not saying any particular uh, local council is being lax in their duty but just because of certain enforcement uh, things that they need to do in terms of yeah. uh, managing the flood so they they are not really concentrating on, on uh, catching strays things like that I guess it's shifting priorities. Yeah, yeah, they they have to prioritize. So uh, as you know, certain week or certain month, suddenly local council would have a competition to catch rat, competition to to actually catch uh, dogs, which will create an uproar in the certain community. So, uh, but in Selangor, they are uniform, but they are not involved in anything that DBKL does, okay? Or any other local authority under the federal government. Okay, we have Putrajaya, we have Kuala Lumpur, both are within the Klang Valley ambit, but they are not governed by the Selangor rules, okay? They are not as uniform as uh, what Slango does. They have their own rule, they have their own minister, particularly the Ministry of uh, Wilayah of Sketuan, of Federal Territories. So, they are under that. Mm. So, so when you, but if you go to, if you, you can just Google this. There are specific pets which are not allowed even to be bred without special uh, license. Doberman, Alcetian, okay, uh, so because they are considered like dangerous animals, then there are cases, cases where people are got bitten and even mauled by this type of pet. So, yeah. 
Can you get dispensation for these specific pets in the past experience? You have to go to the local council, right? Can you secure dispensation? Is that possible? I think it would be more like torturing the animal if you even even have them because you need to put a harness in there. You have to muzzle them. You have to... Every dogs, especially certain breed, you have to get a license. So when you have dogs, I, I know there are, there are Instagram posts, there are movement by certain uh, members of the community to to let people keep Dobermoy and uh, like the, the Alsatian because they are supposed to be gentle animals. Mm. Okay. I, I'm I'm a pet lover myself, but I'm more than ten cat in but I live in a place Yeah, so I think what you're saying is that essentially it's very hard. I think, to secure the dispensation. Um, But I want to go back to the original question, which is that if the council allows dogs in my property, but the management doesn't, I really can't do anything about it, isn't it? Because essentially, in the end, it's management that makes the final call, right? Yeah, it's it's the management. Because the management control who become... uh, Because we we are not at that stage yet, but but they are mostly cooperative. They are people who are your neighbours who would allow or don't allow you to 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 have pets. Yep. So it's it's the same like us. Our JMB and MC are all our friends. They are supposed to be your neighbors who but because you might live in a five blocks uh, condominium Okay, so you are actually sharing the hallway, sharing the corridors, sharing the pool. Yeah, that, that become a problem if you have uncontrollable pets. Yeah, so this is the, then the follow-up question, which is being selective. Can management or these condos be selective about what type of pets are allowed? For example, they may be okay yes. with cats, they may be okay with you know parakeets or parrots, but not with dogs per se, for example. But the council has no issue from a, from a broad the district standpoint, can management exert and be selective and discriminate against the type of pets allowed and not allowed in a property? The answer, Philip, is yes, they can. Because again, let's go back to the why we have JMB or uh, MC is to manage the the, the group of neighbours who decided to be in a property together, mm. in a type of property, which is strata. So if it's a landed strata, the local council and even the need, they, they seems to, to have more leeway because uh, you are actually like a terrace house, but you have a gated community. But if it's a high rise, it's a bit difficult. Dogs will bark at any time of the day. I think I live in a high rise before, so it happened. So you that that is something uncontrollable. Again, I would say that you might want to control your pets. I understand the need to having pets, but the animals usually have their mind of their own. Yeah. You know how how miserable pets can be if you don't walk them. Uh, if you won't won't walk dogs uh, at least once a day, at least. Mm. Okay, there there are certain areas which I think seems to have grown into a pet-loving community. Like, uh, uh, this is just an example. Uh, there's a park city, yep. which I heard seems to be very pet-friendly. Friend, uh, and people actually are raving about it as one of the best community for pets. But they have five faces and only two faces allow such pet, uh, pets to roam around. But, but the three other actually uh, doesn't. Uh, that's what I heard. I, I've been there, but I never lived there. So that uh, might be subject to the people over there to confirm or not. That's what I heard. So if if uh, it shows that you can have that. But those are landed 
uh, strata, I think. Yep. They are not, uh, the, maybe landed properties itself. So they are not high rise. But high rise, most don't allow it because I think the majority would want to, there's a reason people move to high rise. Uh, that, that's another issue altogether. Strata high rise. So people would actually live, choose to live in a strata high rise for a reason. Can I just get your perspective then? What happens if, let's say, you currently are in a property which allows pets and then through GMB, they suddenly vote to say, look, pets are no longer allowed. What happens to what I call the incumbent pets, the pet owners and currently at the moment? Can they secure dispensation usually? They have to actually breeding out in the AGM. That's that's uh, whatever when things like that happen, it's still the, the rule is first you bring it up to AGM, then the MC or JMB, then the final one, if you need to go, you have to go to the commissioner of building. We have the, the commissioner of building, which is usually a part of the local authority. They can be the young deputy uh, or the mayor of, of that particular local authority. Then the final one is the courts. If you even need to go to that. But if you are living in a strata property, I think usually they already have the rule about the no pet. Then it might change to allow, uh, they would allow pet, not not the other way around. I rarely heard the other way. Something. Mm. Uh, so if you have pet, you have to think about whether you want to move into a high rise strata. Which okay, we have so many more questions, but I think we'll take a break. We'll have more of your questions and answers on pets and properties from Cairo Anwar Shaharuddin. After these messages, stay with us, BFM 89.9. Welcome back. You're tuned in to The Property Show on The Morning Run. I'm Philip C. and I have Kairul Anwar Shaharuddin here with me for the monthly property legal clinic, which takes place on the last Friday of the month. And on today's special legal clinic, we're going to focus on pets in properties. Kairul, can you confirm this with me, to me? Is it true that certain districts requires your neighbor's consent before you can get a dog license? Yes, actually, uh, depending on the dog, I think we, we did uh, cover before. You you must allow uh, your neighbour to actually uh, have a, a bit of a leeway to, to whether you allow to, to have the dogs, uh, not just pets, but mostly dogs. But nowadays, to tell you the truth, Philip, people, because of the pandemic, the, or maybe even before that, uh, because of our lifestyle changing or uh, needs, the inflation is getting high. People even have chickens and ducks <laughs> in their in their property, which has become kind of a problem in not just Klang Valley but any other cities in Malaysia. So I wonder what is the nature of the concern when you say I have to secure my neighbor's approval. That's not for every district; it's only selective districts, is it? No, yeah, yeah, and only selective. Districts. Yeah, and and uh, like what is the them, uh, as like as. Like I said, Slangong has the same uniform bylaw to, by the local authorities. So yeah, they, they, they do have kind of a need, but depends on enforcement. It's more about uh, being neighborly or being uh, whether your area is actually uh, kind of whether it's, uh, it's a, a good neighborhood to have certain type of pets. Mm. But I guess the question yeah. then also is like, what's the scope, right? Like how many neighbours must I meet or get approval from? And what's the process for them to to get the approval? Do I need a written letter? Is that the process usually? It depends on each uh, local council. You need to go to the local council. They will have certain forms. If the one that enforcing it, because not all local council are enforcing it. The word that I used before was enforcement. If your local council is very strict about the enforcement, they would have a list the type of pets that is allowed and not allowed in uh, need. But I say it's more, actually, sad to say, it's more about having a certain type of dogs, like 
Alsatian, like uh, mm. Doberman, uh, Pitbull. So those types of pet, they, they have a list. Like uh, if you even Google exactly when I'm I'm talking now, the types that pets are, uh, the type of dogs that is allowed and not allowed in a compound of terrace house, say. So because properties also, there's a lot of type of properties like terrace houses, semi-D, like bungalow. So depending on that, whether you have the area to keep the dog, whether a specific uh, kennel or stuff like that. That would depend on the whether you have the space for them. Okay, so certain local council are enforcing it quite strict. Certain of them are allowing it to be uh, to be uh, there with a proper license, but they would want to know whether you have certain types of dog like uh, alienation or pit bull right. things like that. So it is pretty subjective. So is it true that, you know, for law enforcement, if our pets are disturbed, you know, disturbs our neighbor, and if, let's say, my cat, for instance, you know, dirty someone's house, do I get charged for it? You can get charged for it, but it depends on your neighbor who... Uh, complaining whether if they you 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 can be penalized up until ten thousand ringgit for that under the bylaw by the local council. But again, it's about enforcement. And I think part of yeah. the enforcement is actually removal of pets. So I think we also got a lot of questions about removing uh, people's pets. Whether that council has the authority to remove pets, and what's the basis of the pet removal? If you are not a strata property, actually it's about the complaints by the neighbor. So the the basis is the bylaw that is uh, under the local council. They have the bylaw to use and actually remove, especially if, as I said, the certain list of dogs. So they are not a hard and fast rule, but it's more about enforcement. Yeah, so I I wonder, right, let's say if you have all the valid licenses, it is a dog breed that's still within acceptable limits, but does create some nuisance. Can the council remove uh, the dog? Usually it's more about penalising and making sure they are kept under a certain certain constraint. Okay, they must be leashed at all times. After leashing it, if it's still uncontrollable, you might have to put a muzzle in this uh, in the mouth or things like that so certain certain requirement and local council uh, although they have the same bylaw use in uh, like Islamo but they, 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 they might be differ in terms of what they will allow or not allow and and to extend this conversation further how about JMB and management of a strata property is it legal for them to remove pets can they remove pets that is kind of subjective there but I don't think they they, they have they do. They can actually put in a bylaw, uh, Section 70 of uh, Strata Management Act of the Management Body to make an amend additional bylaw to regulate the keeping of pets. So uh, that's the the law under the Section 32 and 70. So they can amend that law and with that special resolution passed at the general meeting, they they can up the ante yeah. of enforcing it. So yeah, can change. So, so it can so, happen, right? If if they if they yeah. give them themselves the the authority and powers yeah. to do so in the GMB. So they, they have they have the power to enact it, but mm. up until what? Because okay, let's let's be frank. 
we heard about the culling of animals. Like right now, I, I have to go a bit off track because uh, it's happening in Hong Kong where they are culling hamsters. Yep. Because of that extent outside the scope of even human nature. Because we would think hamster to be harmless. It's just a pet which are kept even in a bedroom. But when they bring vector disease like that, it becomes an issue which the, the hand of the law have to go into the private confine of citizens. So even if they're in the strata area, people are complaining a certain type of dog because I remembered in one case, there's a, the, the cute little dog, the terrier uh, was, there's a terrier which is kind of keep running around into people places. This is a terrace houses and they, they is a, because terrier you know is a very fast moving dog which like to run around. So this, this was left by one neighbor after they moved. So this particular terrier actually go into people's houses and ransack uh, people rubbish and things like that. So this particular place had a very tough time deciding what to do with that particular terrier <laughs> because uh, nobody wants to keep it. It is not. It doesn't belong to anybody. Finally, they had to call the local council. And as you know, it's not. Re- it's supposed to be a secret. Local council have to call certain animal when they can't keep them in their own compound. They, they do work with SPCA. They do work with uh, certain NGOs to save dogs to safety but sometimes there are too many of these pets. Well talking about neighbours let's say I don't have a pet but my neighbour's pet is causing you know massive nuisance making noise and dirtying the surroundings what's my recourse if I don't have a pet and my neighbour's pets are really causing both let's say on the scenario of a strata and on the scenario of non-strata I presume non-strata is local council and strata is management yeah the the MB or the management corporation okay so that that's the process and then JMB can take action a function of whether or not they have the authorities or powers and then do they call council as well if they want to no as I said the JMB their power is given by the they just take matters in their own hands oh yeah the matters on your hand if you are if either the JMB or the resident are not satisfied with uh, each other, they, they have the commissioner of building, which is actually back to the local council, as mm. I said. And fines and punishments, right? For you know any scenario, let's say a pet attacks a resident, is it uniform across the councils? Uh, it's my first question. And secondly, can the JMB actually impose fines and punishments? Okay, uh, let, first let's go to the strata management. Mm. Okay, under the bylaw fourteen of the bylaws in the third schedule of the strata management. Okay. This was uh, the strata management maintenance and the, the old law. In a building used for residential dwelling purposes, a proprietor shall not keep any particular animal in his or parcel or common property, which may make annoyance or nuisance. So if the local council, as I said, in Selangor is uniform, but it depends on the enforcement. In DBKL, the federal territory, they have their own. So it's kind of the same. There is, uh, the punishment is, uh, as I said just now, up, it can be up to 10,000 ringgit, and that also depends on what types of animal which is uh, causing that. And, and a slight twist now, I want to ask you, because we're seeing this whole proliferation of pet-friendly restaurants. So for those businesses that want to make their restaurants pet-friendly, what is the process uh, to do so? You know, Do you need a separate license? Who do they need to go to there? Do they need to go to the Ministry of Health? It's actually the local council. It's because still local they council. also have their own health department, which will decide whether when certain type of animals 
is being kept in a place like a restaurant to allow animals to roam around in a restaurant whether they are keeping to the health regulation of that particular council because again the we can give example there are pets friendly restaurant in Monkiara in certain places that has a lot of certain type of dogs mm. so uh, I never seen a particular restaurant allow if they allow dog it as if they allow every type of dogs they don't put in certain limitation to certain type of dogs so but I know that owners in Malaysia generally tend to be responsible and know about their particular breed of of dogs so yes they do have to tell the local council they intend to have pet. They, they don't really have a separate license, but it's more about a place where they serve food. So they, they need to ensure certain things that is allowed and not allowed by the council. And extending the conversation beyond restaurants to now parks, you know, early on you were giving Desa Park City as an example, right? Where certain sections, they allow yeah. pets. Uh, how about, and but that's a private development. How about public parks? Uh, is it uniform about in terms of whether they allow or prohibit pets into public parks? Actually, generally in Malaysia, they, we don't really have uh, special dog parks like certain places like in Australia or even the US. So we generally don't allow pets into into parks. But I think it's a fine line. Uh, it's again about enforcement. The local councils nowadays seems to allow people to bring their pet. But if you see, there's a notice in all parks about not allowing pets into animals into the even pets uh, into certain type of parks uh, especially playground uh, the parks which have playground Kairul thank you that was very interesting and thank you for taking your time to answer all these pet related questions guys that's all the time we have for the monthly property legal clinic today join us again next month as we help you shed light on your legal conundrums send your questions to property at bfm.my or whatsapp us at 018-789-8899 we have the 10am news bulletin coming up next followed by enterprise bfm 89.9 the property show on bfm 89.9 the business station thank you for listening to this podcast to find more great interviews go to bfm.my or find us on itunes BFM 89.9, The Business Station.